It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The tremendous football Thursday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here with us today on the BetQL Network. As we talk divisional weekends in the National Football League, at some point we will get into, Joel, we we need to talk about that. Joel Embiid being right behind Nikola Jokic now in the odds for NBA Most Valuable Player. Joey Kanish stops by in 20 minutes. Kanish will give us his bets for this weekend in the National Football League. We look forward to that, including his Lions. Uh, Power Hour, Final Hour, all our bets for tonight. Hockey, basketball, we look very much forward to that coming up next hour here on the show. But Ken, we, you, we haven't been on since Monday, and uh, we haven't even gone through the full schedule yet yeah. for Divisional Weekend. We didn't, we didn't know, know the games, games were going to be. We, we didn't know the games. <laughs> we didn't even know the other three. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's a lot for you and I to do here over the course of the next hour on the show, sandwiched by an interview, of course, with the great Joseph Kanish. So uh, want to go... Do you want to, want to go chronological order here? Start with the, the Ravens and Texans. We're yeah, going to sure. work, work, our, work our way hashtag through the board. Okay. So Ravens and Texans on Saturday. Uh, we thought that this would be the matchup, and now we know that it is, in fact, the matchup. The first game of the weekend, uh, Baltimore hosting Houston. And if you're a Ravens fan, you're probably a little nervous heading into this game, given that we had a somewhat similar setup back in 2019. Lamar Jackson's first MVP season, hosting Tennessee, huge favorite in the game. Ravens had 950 yards of total offense and went one for 19 on fourth down and ended up losing that game to Mike Vrabel, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and the Tennessee Titans. Will the same fate befall them this Saturday against C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, and the Houston Texans? Can the, the line, the line of the game, Baltimore, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, the total 43-and-a-half. Um... This is the only game, I think, that we'll have to talk about potential inclement weather. It'll be cold in Buffalo. Like, maybe we'll have a little bit of rain coming up on Saturday night. Doesn't really look like it. This is the one game, Ken, that might be a little bit impacted by weather. So, I guess we could start there with the weather, and we can kind of work through our handicaps of the games with the Ravens and the Texans on Saturday in Baltimore. Yeah, I just want to bring up... I. I should have had an updated forecast up. I have it right here. Um, I was like, I was like, oh right, like <laughs> need to do that. Um, we don't, we don't like totally know what this is going to be like. So I think for now, like it's Thursday, the game's in forty eight hours. I still think it's better to talk about it like it's not impacted by weather. Like just there's there's the potential for wind in like the exact window the game is taking place. Uh, it's going to snow the day before. Like these things are all fluid, but like it's not. Uh, let's put it this way. Buffalo last week, we had to talk about the weather like it was the most important thing in any game that was going on because, like, there was a chance they were going to move the game. That's how bad it was. They're not moving this game. It's probably going to be fine. It might be a little windy, but, like, we don't really know what's going on yet. So, to me, it's still, like, business as usual. To be fair, though, the market has been bet in a way where you're like, well, like, were people betting the weather or do they just like the under in the game anyway? Because this opened 46 and now it's 43 and a half. The side hasn't really changed very much. It's basically been about nine and a half. This is about what we thought when we talked about the matchup. Like, what do we think the number is going to be? Yep. So the total movement is that, look, we saw this last week. Uh, we've seen it this week. If there is the possibility of inclement weather and we get like even to like Tuesday, Wednesday, and that becomes more and more likely, unders getting bet and people are going to try to get ahead of this. And they're going to try to get a good number on a total thinking that when like the betting public shows up on Saturday or Sunday to bet a game and they see really bad weather, they're going to drive the price even more down. You can get a middle, you can whatever, have closing line value on your bet. If that's what's happened here, 
man, I think everyone's jumped the gun big time in terms of what this game could be. And I would also just remind people, I, uh, I totally get the Lamar stuff, like previous playoff performances. I, I think Rob makes a really good point, and he admits it's a small sample. Like, how, how many times do you have stuff like this happen when you go, like, sit out, sit out, play uh, for a quarterback, like, late in a season? It doesn't happen very often, and the Niners and the Ravens were both historically good teams. They they had the opportunity to rest more than other teams. That makes sense. Like, there's maybe Houston's a little better earlier. Maybe they score first. Maybe something like that happens. The Texans' defense is brutal i mean like really bad and the fact that flacco got picked off twice and it was returned for a touchdown should not obscure the fact that the browns were able to generate a lot of explosive plays early in that game and now here's the ravens at home so like cool like you want to get a good number on a weather under also like really like that's the kind of game this is gonna be i don't know i i I just total looks a little low to me now now that we're now that we're in this kind of like maybe it's weather maybe it's not zone with these two offenses you can have questions about Lamar also a lot of their offensive metrics this year were excellent and the Texans have shown an ability to move the ball downfield and have really creative game plans like uh, okay so 43 and a half really like that's where we're going to get here so i think there are ways the game could play out where it goes under i just my first thought is man if this is a two and a half point weather under it, like that's not that's not what should be happening uh, as we get closer to Saturday, where the weather I don't think is going to be that impactful. All right, so I, I've done a, I did a bunch of media today, like usual on a Thursday, and I kind of like echo those sentiments. And what I was saying was was yeah, you know, if we if we get to Saturday and like the weather's not going to be bad, and this is going to be the total, like I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely going to bet the over here. I just want to give a couple injury updates. It's like Mark Andrews is questionable, practiced in full Wednesday and uh, and today. My guess is they're not going to play him in this game, and they'll hold him. This is a team with greater aspirations that can probably win the game without him. Just my my, my opinion. Marlon Humphrey's not going to play for the Baltimore Ravens. Noah Brown is done for the season for the Houston Texans. So just wanted to give the injury stuff there. Um, as far as the total in the game is concerned, Ken, so I'm with you. We get to Saturday, and the weather ain't going to be bad. This total feels definitely too low to me. At least a point too low. should be at least 44 and a half, right? So... What's the entry point then in terms of like time, day, like when do we need to place this bet, do you think? Like if if we collectively, it could be you and I, could be the listeners, could be the viewers, if they agree on the over here, if we wait till Saturday, do we risk this getting like jammed all the way out, like past 44, 44 and a half, 45, 45 and a half? Like when do you think the right time is to place a bet on the over in this game? We'll time this right, right, and get the best of the number. Well, I think the the thing that needs to be figured out first, like this isn't uh, Buffalo Pittsburgh last week. Is this people like the under, or is this like well, but you know there might be. Weather. What do you think? Like four... What do you think the Both? answer is? Yeah, so like, and and I, so I just I kind of want to do a little more work behind the scenes. Like, why did this happen? And sometimes it's like really easily traceable. To be honest, it's usually like some guy with influence gave it out to a bunch of people. They all bet it, and it's like okay, great, whatever. Um, it just. Okay, like, why, why did this happen? And, okay, like, do I want to play against that if that's the case? So just to be really clear, like, this isn't definitely a bet for me. It's not my favorite bet in the game. I think a, a fun way to approach this game and the next one, because you were saying earlier, and you, I think you said it off the air, uh, we've talked about it multiple times, I feel the same way you do. I've talked to other people this week, they feel the same way. This is a really tough board to bet into, I think, in terms of the four games. I agree for the most part, with every single one of these point spreads. Like, they're all really close. We've seen the teams a bunch of times. I get it. Like, I totally get what it is. The totals, like, you and I are terrible at totals anyway. Even if I think it totals off, I'm probably wrong. But, like, okay, if that's true, 
and you think both big, both favorite Saturday should be about a 10, and you think the Lions should be about a touchdown, and you think the Bills should be about a field goal, that's what we have. Okay, if you feel really, really confident that those are the right numbers, then there's still a ton of bets that you're going to want to make because you can tease every single game in a, in a certain variety of ways if you want to. Again, best time to tease is when you think the market's perfect. It hasn't moved. None of these games are moving. All these spreads are exactly the same. Okay, what pays better? Ravens 49ers money line parlay or a two-team seven? What pays better? The two-team seven in almost every situation, depending on what your book charges you. Okay, great. There's bet number one. Uh, the Texans and Packers might be better early because both offenses haven't played in a while. Okay, first quarters. Okay, the Packers might get the first possession, and we might know that for sure going into the game. Like, if LaFleur does the same thing, if you think that's more likely, not even that it has to happen, if you just think it's more likely than an average NFL game, okay, Packers to score first, Packers first quarter, Packers first quarter team total over. Again, we're I'm in a group, like, the markets are all still perfect. They're all still good. Those were seven bets that you could make in those situations. I think it's the week for that. How is every single game from a derivative standpoint going to be like a little bit different than all of the other games? Because you don't even have, I can just as much as you could like Texans first quarter, I can make a Ravens argument and be like, you know, when they're really good passing to get a lead, you know, when they suck running the ball in the second half, when they have a lead, like, why can't it play out that way? So it's kind of like a derivative opinion thing. I feel like for me, teasers, I think are going to be really valuable in some of these games, especially depending on how the markets move. And, you know, I think playing some of these first quarters, I think there are some player prop angles with that stuff too. Like, how do you really see the game playing out? Like, in order quarter by quarter maybe that's the approach here instead of just like nine and a half 43 you must have an opinion on this guy i don't have a strong opinion on the four games i have yeah. plenty of opinions on how to bet within the games like the game like candidly the games are impossible it doesn't mean that you can't have a strong opinion and be right yeah. and the games are just like they're, they're really These tough are great numbers. think about like this is what we this is like, what we would make the game we talked about it exactly, <laughs> exactly right like, yeah. for people that listen to the right. show this was like how what we thought they would be and then what are you supposed to do right uh you better you bet with nick and ken here on the thursday talking the divisional round of the nfl postseason uh I thought I think you did a great job there with like kind of like a macro take right off of like the micro subject, which was Texans and Ravens. And we can get back and do some micro on that game, kind of like play it out how we think it'll turn out. But I have a macro take and it's something you and I talked about on the phone earlier today. And I forget how like it came up in conversation, but I think I asked you kind of like or maybe we we're just talking saying like if, if you like the Packers in the game. And I'll just use this as the Green Bay is the example. Maybe it was Tampa, whatever. It's all the same. In this instance, uh, with the analogy I'm going to draw, if you like Green Bay on Saturday night to keep it close, win the game, cover the spread against San Francisco, don't you also kind of have to like the over since you know San Francisco's going to score? I kind of feel this way with all three big underdogs this weekend, right? Tampa Bay on Sunday. How is Detroit not scoring in the game? At home against this Bucks defense with Ben Johnson. Is this ain't Brian Johnson and Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni? And that, that sounds like an insult to Hurts. I guess he was also brutal at the end of the year. Like, the Lions are going to score. The San Francisco 49ers are going to score. I think the Ravens are going to score. And that doesn't mean the Ravens are scoring 40, just that I think that they're going to score enough. And like, the way lower. I think... I think you would like. Do you you agree with me, right? Like, if you like the three underdogs, and we Bills Chiefs can be its own thing with a shorter point spread. But if you like the three big dogs, they all correlate to the over. It's almost like if if so if you really like Green Bay to cover the spread, don't you have to parlay it with the over? Same with Tampa Bay on Sunday against Detroit, etc. Yeah, I mean, if we're if we're gonna or and the reason why for people who are like, well, why doesn't the Bills Chiefs make sense? 
the way that we're this handicapping style. And we brought this up last week. I, I tried to do it with some NBA that I think is really interesting. I did it with a hockey game that when we were off, like I did it literally like if the stars win, it's because Ottinger plays really well. It's like, oh, stars in the under. Like final score, stars win and the game goes under. And Ottinger plays great. He allowed one goal against the Kings. Just like if if this is going to happen, does it also mean this other thing? It's the same way, uh, you know, Connor was on talking about correlated parlays or uncorrelated parlays in player props. You know, with the idea being like, well, if Zay Flowers goes over on his catches, he probably goes over on his receiving yards, and the book is pricing that in. Like they, like they, they got it. Trust me that that's like a thing. Connor's point was like actually to play mismatched ones, like over on one and under on the other, where it seems like that would make no sense, but the payout's astronomical. It's always just like a fun way to think about. All right, if this is true, like it's true that the Bucks cover. Okay, then like, are, can we make any other assumptions about how the game goes? And you know, in terms of the side and the total. I think to a certain extent you've hit the nail on the head. I'll just say like if we're going to power rank the three dogs in terms of which we feel most correlate to an over game, like the Packers are number one by far. I mean, I just for me at least, and I think you probably feel Tampa's the same way. Just I think Tampa's kind of close, but I well, agree that Green Bay's one. Right. So well, let's do why we think Green Bay's one, and then we can kind of go through the other ones maybe later in the show too. Just like. I, this is how I felt about Dallas Green Bay. We talked about it as well. Like, I don't like the Packers. Last week, I said, I don't like the Packers in the game plus seven because I'm an idiot. But if you do like them, you have to parlay them with the over. Like, we said that all week. Just like, Dallas is scoring. However, game stayed. They got down 27. I think still scored a billion points in the game. They're scoring. It's happening. Like, if you feel that's confidently about that, then okay, if the Packers get close to the number, it goes over the total. Like, that's what happens. That's how I feel about the Niners in this game. Like, you're not, you're, this defense is not holding down this offense remotely for most of the game, probably. So, okay, if you pencil in the Niners for 31, 34, 35, how do the Packers cover the game? Has to go over if that happens. There's no score where that doesn't happen, aside from, like, a very, like, like a 30 to 20, like, really specific kind of, like, final margin. A lot of the Packers covers make the game go over. So, the other two we can talk about as well, but I feel much more strongly of the three that the like, if you like Green Bay in the game, it's because Jordan Love keeps being great and the defense gets a stop in a big spot. Purdy turns it over a little bit like against the Ravens, and, and that's probably how they cover the game, but it goes over. Uh, give, give me your second choice here to wrap up this segment. We'll do this more as we move across the show today. I would say Houston just because the total's so low. That's my only thing. Like, it's 43 and a half, and just maybe Lamar's clunky again in a playoff game. Maybe they can't run the ball like with a 23-10 lead late and it, com it compresses and they don't score anymore. I don't think Houston's defense is good enough for that. And I, I like they're going to cover because Stroud's going to make a couple electric plays. Like that's where I don't think they're going to cover by like stifling the Ravens. They really stifled a lot of teams so far this year. They win by scoring. Um, so and with the total so low, that's probably why I would have that one second. We can do Tampa maybe in the next segment or two oh, seconds. Which means which means which which means Tampa and Detroit is the one that the Tampa is the one you feel that you feel least good about. We'll do that coming up a little later this hour. We'll roll through all four games and give you our detailed thoughts on all of them, both this hour and next hour, the final hour, the power hour on the show. But coming up next, we'll find out what Joey Kanishla, baby, likes for this weekend in professional football. The great Joey Kanish joins you better, you bet. Next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.